welcome to Bad Dad's Film Review. Several years ago, we made the awful decision to have children. It really interfered with our film viewing lives, and now we're catching back up on all those movies we missed. We also like to review the often awful but sometimes brilliant things our children subject us to. Uh, this week, in honour of our COVID restrictions being lifted and our first recording back in the man cave, woohoo! Yes, cool. I have decided to introduce us in the style of famous movie caves slash lairs. <laughs> so, first of all, I'll start with Sidey. Sidey, you are the bat cave. It's the place where the genius comes together to strategize and plan world domination. Dan, you're the fortress of solitude. A place for a morally pure hero to get away from the strains of the modern world to allow him to breathe, recover, and be the best version of himself. <sighs> Reeks, that's me. I'm Francisco Scaramanga's island from The Man with the Golden Gun, and not with three Mr. nipples. Bond. Mr. Bond. I'm like that because I have concealed depths, I can be radical, I'm often found embedded in nature, uh, my wife will be laughing at that, and uh, just unbelievably cool. Howie? Your Pee-wee's Playhouse, yes. a place where yes. a creepy, pasty-faced man-child lures kids in to interact with a plethora of unholy abominations. That is my uh, Tinder profile. Right <laughs> <laughs> so what have we got lined up this week, Sidey? Uh, well, first up, we need to address the Twitter campaign that someone ran to complete our top five from last week of top five femme fatales. Yeah. There seemed to be some sort of... Uh, Russian interference, <laughs> and uh, we, there was a big, big mm. push for Mrs. Doubtfire. Was there? Yeah. Who who do we think that, what, it was, was that? It was an LGBT campaigner. Right. Who basically got onto it. More power yeah. to them. And yeah. went for went for Mrs. Doubtfire. Well, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There were some other stellar nominations, but they yeah. didn't accrue as many votes. There were some good Morticia ones. Morticia Adams. Morticia Adams was a yeah. really good one. Reads in Address. Barbara Stanwyck from uh, Double, Double Indemnity. Easy for you yeah. to say. Yeah. Various <laughs> other ones. Various other ones that were also very good. Our top five would then be Catherine Trammell, Selena Carl, Jessica Rabbit, Bridget O'Shaughnessy, and Mrs. Doubtfire. Doubtfire. Beauty is all of them. Eclectic <laughs> list, I think. Mm. Very good. So then after that, we've got this week's top five, which the whole episode this week is themed around detectives. Yeah. Because we've been asked. Now, for the um, first Howie, time you ever. got quite excited, didn't you, when Sidey said that this was a dick themed episode? I Private did. dick. I did. Yeah. I thought Dick Tracy. Yeah. Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Dick Elorange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been asked by a real filmmaking company. Yeah. Tri Coast Entertainment asked us to review a film, a, a children's detective film. Amazing, which really? is thank quite you very incredible. much for that. Yeah. You obviously don't yeah. know. You much might about wish. Us. <laughs> you might wish otherwise in the end, but you might not. So because of that, we've watched Murder on the Orient Express. We watched Next Door Spy, which was what we were asked to do, and we're also going to be compiling a list of our favourite detectives from film and television. Let's get to so, it. Let's get straight into it. Dan, do you want to lead the way on our top five dicks? <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I'm going to uh, address the one that should be on everybody's list. It's Sherlock Holmes. How can you have a detective ah, conversation without him? Well, it's the Jeremy Be Brett version. For me, the absolute best incarnation. Incarnation. Thank you very much of uh, of Sherlock. When oh, I think yes. of Sherlock, I think of 
Jeremy Brett. He, he was just absolutely sensational in all the, the Thames television, Granada TV programs. There's box sets you can get now, and there's, I think, on, on TV, daytime, telly. On daytime TV, about an hour long. They're absolutely just the historical kind of side of it where you get all the the room inside the man cave is kind of based a little bit on that aesthetic on that aesthetic doesn't it doesn't it pan across various bits of paraphernalia of his and there's like crack pipe yeah Yeah. Um, there's all that kind of much like you would see here in the Like empty bottles of gin. Yeah. You've also got a a violin. Musical instruments you can't play. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All those kind of uh, important things. And the the stories are very close. I've read all the stories of of Sherlock Holmes, Arthur Conan Doyle, and they are true to those. And for me, they haven't played around too much with that. They haven't taken too much artistic kind of license to go... And and change it as just film maybe yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a faithful like, like a play isn't it well there are plays They're yeah very, very lo-fi low, you know just kind of follow the story in the he's story. certainly one of the the first that springs to mind when you think about famous detective yeah I always think of the Basil Rathbone you've got Basil version. Rathbone and Basil you've got Rush. Uh, yes <laughs> Basil Brush <laughs> boom boom I've shouted <laughs> You've got Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Shane Ritchie's version. Yeah. Which, uh, Shane, to, yeah, Ritchie. Shane Ritchie. <laughs> Have you not seen Shane Ritchie's version? <laughs> Is he one Marilyn Lindsay was... Lasardi? <laughs> no, his brother Guy. <laughs> Distant brother. And his other brother, Richie Rich. They're all quite famous. Yeah, they are, um, aren't they? You're but cracking. he obviously tried to bring it to a different audience and made it a little more as he's made snatch and he's made um lock stock. stock and given it that style which is his style but this one was closer to what i think sir i offer conan would have enjoyed watching and edward hardwick who's watson in it i i can't think of shark without those guys coming into my mind not the other ones after that uh, it's a strong start yeah I also went very serious with my first nomination, and that's Frank Drebin yeah. from Naked Gun. Yes. Yeah, please. Uh, I, it's just fucking great. Squad. I hope that it will always stand up and be funny because for me, if I watch them now, it's still as funny as when I saw it all those years ago. Is Police Squad an eighties? Yeah, that's must so. be. Yeah. yeah, it must be eighties. It's not seventies. I think I watched when they were. Yeah. It wasn't the first time they were shown, but there was there was one when they they showed it. I think on BBC Two. And I watched Police Squad then, but I've only ever seen it that once. Yes. I, never, I don't remember ever being shown again. And I always think of like the end. I think they did it in the film as well, where it freezes. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, pouring, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pouring, pouring coffee. coffee. And it just, like, yeah. it's going. But uh, some and of the, the intro as well. Who's got the intro music in their head right now? And it's like just crashing into the cop car going through a supermarket. And it was things like I was. It cuts to Drebin at some sequence, and it always goes. I was on my way back to the station. I seen driving, and there's like. Fucking Parthenon in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love all that. But the I, really I crazy stuff. And, yeah, it's proper irreverent. It's just but I like some sharp. of the silly, like, throwaway jokes mm. that they say. So you've got Nordberg. He's just been mowed down and you know, he's in the hospital. <laughs> and they say they have this, his wife there. And they're like, don't worry, you know, we're going to... No, we're, no one on the force is going to rest until we catch the scum who does this. Let's go get some lunch. <laughs> Which I absolutely love. Sure. Yeah. But there's, there's so many good ones. There's the the part where, I'm not sure the 
the guy who falls over the balcony, but they start talking about it, and it's the most elaborate death you've ever seen, where the guy gets... He, he falls off the balcony, he takes about 10 hits on the way down, then there's a steamroller that goes over him, mm. there's a marching band that goes over, and they turn, and there's a tear welling up in the guy's eye. He goes, my, my dad went the same way. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. He's fucking brilliant. Who's yeah. up? They stand up, by the way. I watched them a little while ago. I reckon in the last year um, with my boy, and we watched Airplane, and we both fucking laughed for it. So I'd like to think they would because it's it's puerile, slapsticky. Yeah. I think it's you either like it just or you stupid. don't. It's just stupid. It's really it's, stupid. Yeah, yeah and it's, my missus didn't like them. No. I wonder if it's more of a male thing. I don't know. It's the Saturday Night Live guys, I think, wasn't it? Did the Airplane movies. Not maybe. every joke hits home, oh, but no. they just they oh, just keep coming. Nice beaver. Yeah. How many times have you said that? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I just had it stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, continuing with the serious detective theme, uh, Inspector Clouseau, the one man disaster zone. Mm. Peter Sellers's trips, slips, and rips his way to the truth with barely a thought in the right direction. He's he's just fantastically funny stunts are amazing stunts are brilliant yeah he nearly always solves the case but yeah. never intentionally or never doing things despite the right his, way yeah, yeah despite, despite his shortcomings uh, just, just thinking about it another one of those films with very dodgy racial undertones you think about the way he used to way he used to dress up though does he? Does he, uh, he go blacks, blackface? I think he black, yeah. and he, he he makes himself look at Chinese, Chinese by basically yeah. raising his eyes, slitting his eyes to be like what well, he calls Kato, everything under the sun, his manservants. So recently, a lot of stuff has been pulled, pulled hasn't yeah. it? Like the Mighty Boosh has also had it, yeah. some episodes pulled, yeah, because Noel Fielding does some. I don't know what old Greg. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I, I, League of Gentlemen. League of Gentlemen. Because of, of day. You're a You're Forty Towers had that one, then they reinstated it, just but with a warning at the start. Yeah, yeah. I think wow, it's, you know those things were. I suppose it's bad. It's going to sound caught. bad if we defend it now, aren't we? Well, but I get caught betwixt two thoughts about it, which is if there's genuine mockery in a bad, coming from a bad place. Do you mean? If it's, yeah, if it's the like best example said, is Alf. said to hurt people. Or it said just to... So, film and I watched it this week with the missus because she'd never seen it. And it's one of my absolute favourites. It's Lost in Translation. Yeah. And there was a whole thing on the internet going around uh, near the time when it was released. The website was called Lost in Racism. And they were saying that it was just poking fun at the way those Asians talk, you know. And they do they do a lot. Of, they do say, um, lit my stocking. And oh, they do poke fun of... Where the but I'm like, or... isn't it just... Isn't it okay to point out cultural differences and sort mm. of it's when does it when does it cross the line into flat out racism it yeah. crosses over into flat out racism and, depending on the audience person there is you guys probably won't know you will see remember Alf Garnet yeah. yeah so Alf Garnet and the BBC West Ham West Ham scum yeah, yeah. West, so yeah <laughs> but but it's it, the joke is that it's he the guy who plays Alf Garnet was not a racist and he wanted this character to come out because it showed how stupid he was. Yeah. But I know people who the think role he's model. A, yeah, yeah. I think that's the problem. Bona fide role model. Yeah. You tell it to him, Alf. You use this right. term, yeah. this term, this phrase. You talk about the people like that of a colour you know, and you're like, oh my God, no, don't you get it? That's the whole thing. And the show's built on that. 
but there are people who are too stupid to get that and see him as a role model. Mm. So that's where the issue is. So we don't understand it fully because we see these comedies like League of Gentlemen where with the character in. Um, the Little Britain stuff, I think, is is yeah, pretty, that's no, been that's, pulled. That, yeah, but I think that that would have that must have been dodgy at the time. At the time, because I don't actually find them that funny. No, I don't either. So. And he's a character, Ting Tong. Yeah. At the time, I was like, oh my god, you cut that? No, that's cringeworthy. You See, know? but the thing, what makes it difficult is, I don't know if you've ever read 1984, but mm. in in it, George Orwell talks about how culture ends up getting destroyed by. These th- these sorts of not necessarily these things, but how how sort of political correctness and policing of thoughts gradually erodes away all freedoms mm. around these things, and that's where I get caught betwixt and between because also and also I'm coming out of, of a position of privileged white, privileged white. Yeah. Although I am a genuine ethnic minority, so I feel like um, I don't know, man. <laughs> I I probably need to educate myself about this stuff a bit more, but. The, there's something like the mighty Boosh. I don't That's know. Just great comedy. It's it? just really. I'm struggling to think what like... would be. I've seen it in a long while. Anyway, we're way off topic. Yeah. <laughs> Racism bad. Yeah. Racism yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely yeah. bad. That's agreed. Just be kind. I think is a is a nice way to go. Yeah. Who's <laughs> go on? I'll go for. Uh... Actually, I'll go for a local one. So we're from Jersey. Oh, fuck, I didn't even thought of that. Yeah. And uh, we're going for uh, Jim Bergerac. John Nettles. John Nettles. So Midsummer Murders, dude. But for us... I was in an episode of uh, Bergerac. Everybody Basically, everybody was. was in an episode <laughs> yeah, of Bergerac. Did you play Corpse? No, they filmed at Synagogue. And, uh, they filmed at my primary school. The top well. of my head was in... That wasn't Bergerac. My, that was my some sister weird and my mum have, have both been in episodes. Oh, right. I've been in it. Dong, dong. It's fucking great. It still stands up. Probably because of the local connection. But I still love watching it. If I've got, I don't think I've ever seen one. On UK Are you Gold? kidding? It's brilliant. <laughs> well, oh, mate. I, I may have seen the one get that my on, mum and my sister was in when get I was on, a kid, um, I can't remember. Some it. Must be some, well. Yeah. And just as a nostalgia fest for yeah. seeing what the island used, used to look like. Yeah. Or when he goes through the tunnel and pops out of the tag and stuff like <laughs> it that. makes you wonder why they're not doing that again. Why they're not making Because a, they a couldn't. Because it'd be too full of wankers. Sticking their phones in, going, Oh, I'm a bird, it's distinct. They've closed down, and stuff. down, down. <laughs> uh, it's really good. That's a great, I didn't even think no, of it. I, I can't believe myself I didn't think about that. So, I remember an episode where they filmed at Vic College. Yeah. So, they used the, they used the uh, Bureau des Etrangers, was the, the, the cart trip block. Okay. For the, uh, Vic College people out there, minority audience alert. So, yeah, Bergerac, for its longevity as well, it was. Quite a few years that it ran for, and it was it was. Uh, I remember it was on. Out. It was yeah. on in like Sunday evenings or something mm. like that. It wasn't post Watershed, and there was one episode. Probably there was probably other ones, but one sticks in my mind watching it as a youngster where there was a corpse under the water, and it was almost like the Jaws reveal, you know, with the body. Oh, and, yeah. and I was like, "Fuck!" You know, as a kid, like scarred. kid would have been like scarred eight or nine. Yeah. And like, that was pretty fucking scary. Yeah. I mean, great show, Charlie raging. Hunter's I didn't think about that. Is it- a, a great theme tune. They yeah. did. They redid it a little while back, didn't they? About maybe yeah, a year jungle or two version. back. And, and they kind of well, they did. They, they zooped it up. They they housed it up and everything. It was it was pretty catchy. Willie Petit. Willie Petit was the detective. It's just come to me right now. Willie Petit. Willie Petit. That was I thought that was name. your nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Bullies on this point. Went to Reeks bully mode there, yeah, sorry. Bullies all the time. Yeah, fart down their microphones. Small penis. 
<laughs> Is that your alias? <laughs> I would I would suggest a couple actually. I George Smiley, he's he was more of a, a spy, but he was a, a detective through John Lacare and there's been some brilliant film TV adaptions of of him. Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy oh, yeah. would probably be the most uh, famous one. And you've got Alec Guinness who played him in the TV serials, which if you haven't seen, you're in for an absolute treat. Go and see them. They're fantastic. One of the best things I've ever seen on television. Oh, that's I, I love it. Yeah, I, I love it. I had the books to lean on for a lot of it because... There's a lot that's implied through that, but the uh, it's definitely worth it, and it's it does it justice because I think it's over six parts. They don't rush it through mm. as they did a little bit in the more recent Gary Oldman adaption of Tinker Tailor Soldier. I've seen that stuff. Oh, good. They, I really enjoyed that, which is good. It's on Netflix, I think. But yeah. they they mm. kind of crammed that into like two hours, yeah. where as Alec Guinness did it over mm. sort of six episodes or something and the other one another kind of book adaption detective not necessarily maybe a detective but Lizbeth Salander from the girl with the dragon dragon tattoo Stig Larsson the the trilogy of this fantastic story and and Lizbeth Salander is a really strong female character takes absolutely no shit from anyone she's a hacker she's independent from everybody, nymphomaniac, and she, well, she, she's Who kind knows? of an alpha female. Mm. Takes, takes absolutely takes what she wants, oh, and and will not take shit from anyone. So maximum respect to her. And both of those would be fantastic detectives. But See, I've never did, seen either of them. Yeah, and I was thinking true. about this before because we were talking about it earlier in our first failed attempt at recording. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> the, I was thinking about it since we said it. I think I've maybe, I'm like prejudice against books that are pushed really hard in airports. Because right. this was, and so was... Dan stuff. Brown. Yeah, Dan Brown, the Da Vinci stuff. Yeah. Well, now they're, they're pushed oh. really hard in car boot sales. Anyone you go to <laughs> has one of these books. But yeah. pick them up. And, and the, well, you've just lent one yeah, here well, the, to me. You so. won't have that problem with airport stuff for a while. No, <laughs> we're but supposed to be going away. At the Da Vinci one's really good as well. Da Vinci one's really good, yeah. and I tell you, John Grisham, the firm. Oh um, yes, it's another oh, fantastic oh, yes. read oh, yeah. from an airport. You know, yeah. it was pushed big in, on airports. Yeah, and Die Hard Two was set in an airport. So, and John McClane is Tom's a famous NYPD cop movie detective. Yippee yeah. Is that are you nominating? But yeah, sure. Why the fuck not? Yeah. I don't even have him on my list actually. But no, me as well. It seems like obvious. Yeah, he was a good one. I had to cut my list short because yeah. it was just going on forever. Can I put forward then Ace Ventura? You certainly can. Detective. Yeah. It's another Alrighty one. Alrighty then. We can argue the toss, but I actually prefer the sequel to the original. Yeah. No. I like them both. Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. <laughs> He's fantastic. There's so many quotable yeah. uh, lines that we probably still do now. Do not. <laughs> Go in there. Oh, it, <laughs> if I'm not back in five minutes, just wait longer. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's one of those actors that does. I find divide people. Yeah, he's either you know marmite kind of stuff. You you love him or you don't. The missus doesn't. I can't watch anything with 
him i can't suggest a film it's like instantly gone yeah whereas i think he's done some brilliant stuff straight and yeah well he his. did a lot of this stuff i suppose first so he had the mask he had this you have that yes man a lot of those sort of things yeah oh, i think his, de- was his debut one of the earlier ones we said um harry callahan when yeah. he played um, oh, magnum yeah. force yeah. magnum force. but a lot of these sort of i don't know zany in inverted commas sort of well you know very larger than life yeah but He's also done some films which I think are absolute fucking gold, like Truman Show and Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind. That's I think is one. absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So he does have range. He's also a very talented painter in real life. But he is mostly known for this kind of comedy. I think quite a troubled individual, actually. Yeah. There's been some pretty loves, unpleasant yeah. stuff. And he's also so. he struggled very badly with depression over his yeah. life as well, so... I think that's a comic thing, isn't it? It, it is, yeah. To be. It Peter to be. Sellers, we were talking about Crusoe and stuff. He's, well, he did um, Man on the Moon. Yeah. The, the biopic of um, Andy Kaufman. He went he? full method on yeah. that and yeah. nearly didn't come back. Yeah. Yeah. But as detectives go, Ace Ventura. He's right up there, isn't he? I'm yeah. looking for Ray Finkel. <laughs> and a clean pair of shorts. <laughs> Riggs? I've got two Gene Hackman ones, uh, which I'll just rattle through quickly. You've got Coppola's The Conversation. It's Brilliant. a really great movie. Mm. Uh, he plays Harry Call, a surveillance whiz, obsessed with his own privacy. Is Harrison Ford in that? Bugging a couple's conversation. Mm. Sorry? Is Harrison Ford in that? Is that different? No, that no he's not. Different, it's a different yeah. movie. It's really good. It's great cinematography and music, really well-directed, great dialogue. And it's, you know... in even though this movie was released in 1974, it's discussing stuff that's still relevant today, the sort of conflicting moral choices between privacy and responsibility and how much of yourself you should put out there. It's got a killer ending as well, which I, I think they remade it on some way, Did shape they? or form. Yeah. Or it was it was like <laughs> a, a, a foreign remake, though. What would be the point of remaking like an Oscar winning... Any film. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I can think of some else. films, but when you've nailed the Oscars and yeah. you've nailed, yeah. like, you know, it, it is a classic, then, well, they do it for money, don't they? They do it for I money. Guess. Yeah, but say, when oh, do they remake films that were shit? That's what I don't really understand. Like, they remake a, <laughs> a film that was good already, but, you know, if there was a shit film that had a neat idea, just remake yeah. those. That would be uh, perhaps a good topic to go through. Yeah. Another, the other Gene Hackman one I had, of course, was Popeye Doyle in The French Connection. He plays the hugely dislikable Doyle in his obsessive quest to f- stop the French drug runners. FC UK. Uh, has the, the car chase. An amazing well, car yeah. chase, yeah. Uh, and that was an Oscar-winning performance from... Does he get addicted to heroin in that? I can't remember. Gene. Uh, yes, he does, yeah. 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 It's been a long while since I watched that. It's William Freakin, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's addictive it's, it's stuff, all, though, yeah, isn't it? On. Very Moorish. <laughs> Very Moorish, <laughs> yeah. I'll go for my next choice of being uh, Detective John Kimball from Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> I base my entire homeschooling from this fucking <laughs> lockdown on him. He beats the shit out of people, eats loads, rules by a military-style small children. I'm going to ask a bunch of questions. <laughs> I want them answered immediately. That's effectively what it is in terms of an entire script there. He, we, we've kind of talked about Kindergarten Cop before and various pods and stuff, just mentioned it. I think when we were talking about Arnie in Top Trumps, I think. It's a weird film. It's a film that gets heavily edited when it gets shown on TV because it's quite gruesome and it's quite, uh, especially at the end with the shootings, because it's basically about a drug dealer who's 
with a mullet. With, yeah, with a, with a really bad mullet. Yeah, Shooting in an they, American school, that seems do they, impossible. Do they, do they cut out the mullet scenes? I mean, is that a bit no, too offensive? That, that, that's kind of the real gross level. But, Wait, who's uh, got a mullet? The guy, the the, the bad dad. The bad he's dad. a definitive bad dad. He's got a mullet, has he? Oh. Well, he's a sort of ponytail, slick back ponytail thing. Oh, it's mm. really bad. Terrible. And that is a good way to get male pattern baldness as well, to have a ponytail too long into your life. Is it? Yeah, I thought baseball constant... caps is bad for it as well, isn't it? But you've got constant drag on the... Um... <laughs> what were you being? What are you being? <laughs> <laughs> Someone's holding on to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. John Kimball's a good shout. <laughs> I've, I've got a couple of Belgian detectives, Poirot yeah. and, and, and Tintin. Tintin, good Tintin. one. I haven't thought about Tintin at well, all. Tintin, that's what you said last time. <laughs> yeah. And it was true then, but it's true now. Real deja vu. But Tintin, there was a, a recent Wait, how are you saying his name? Tintin. 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 How do you say it quicker than Tintin. Tintin. I don't know his first name. <laughs> Mr. Tin. Tin Tin. Tin Tin. They did a, a recent, I say recent, it was probably about eight years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's probably one right it before the really? film that we missed. It, yeah, it's been on like Christmas Day. Yeah, television. I think it's, 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 it's been, it's the mix yeah, been out the long CGI. enough that they put it on TV it, it's now. It's a yeah. mix of CGI and real acting. Which I really it? didn't know how to take, but the story was fantastic. Yeah, it's um, really good, And actually. I really enjoyed it. And I was surprised they didn't do more. Is I'm it Simon yeah, Pegg more. and Nick Frost are the Thompson twins? Was it? No. So I remember Simon Pegg going into bat for the 3D-ness of it. I yeah. Was it Simon Pegg Tintin? Who was Tintin? I don't know. I don't know. I thought Simon Pegg was Tintin and what's his name? Circus was Haddock. Circus was Haddock, yeah, and, that's and right. Who was, was Snowy? Was the director Spielberg? Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Or is either him or Peter Jackson? I'm not sure. I think it might have been Spielberg. But it was it was fantastic. Really and I just loved, good. again, the, the stories of Tintin. I, I read them with the kids. Um, How he's still reading the books, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm about three pages into the first one. It's well, there's some, there's if you need some... any help with some of the tricky words, just yeah. let Simon But the thing is, though, with Tintin, though... It's all right, you'll move up to gold level soon. It's as much for me, the small writing isn't now, t- to read that. Wasn't Herve, Herge... Yeah, racist. Yeah, Nazi yeah he was so. really racist. There we go. Ding, got the word Nazi into one of our podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Friend of your people, Rick. Friend of my people, yeah. <laughs> Did he have a cellar? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Detective <laughs> Fritzel. <laughs> We've hit every mark! <laughs> well, they might, you know, never know. They might just get rid of all the Tintins now. I don't know. But you have to think about Mary Haircut. It, it really still is one of those things I think stands the test of time. It's a really good detective stories and the, the film that I saw it's good it is good it's really good it's really good Uh, I'm going to rattle through a couple of sort of fringe ones that I really like but I don't think you guys would have seen any of these so Bosch is a series on Prime my wife watches that I really like that I really like Titus Wellerville about a drill yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's uh, it's a remake of Home Improvement yeah I'm just not into (laughs) DIY Um, Titus Welliver plays I think his name's Harry Bosch and it's a fantastic series it's quite a straight he's a well, he's the detective who breaks a few rules, but there's not any weird or wonderful stuff about it. It's just he is the um, the, the, the star Breaks of the few show. Rules get chapped down. Yeah, right. a little bit of Dirty Harry about him, but not is not it too American much. Thing, yeah, it? it's American. It's based right. on a series of books again. I'll check it's, it out on Prime. It's, me and the missus watch that one. It's very good. I think there's five or six series now on Prime. It's really good. Another one would be Benoit Blanc. 
But I don't think any of you have seen Knives Out yet. No, I really, didn't want to see that. Really great. Yeah, played by Daniel Craig with this. That's Ryan Johnson, isn't it? Yeah, really over the top Southern accent, and so successful that I think he's got his own spin-off movie. And then, Benoit Blanc. Benoit Blanc. Yeah, okay, not even not been on my. The, radar the film's at all. Knives Out. It's fantastic, sort of murder mystery who done it. Um, far better than what we watched this week. Is that so. Knives with a K? Yes, as in cutlery. <laughs> uh, and then I don't know. Yeah, I don't know which one to go. No, Holland March, which is Ryan Gosling in Nice Guys. Yeah, I oh, enjoyed yeah. that. I, I oh, really love that I film. Really love that like the last ten years, that's probably the most fun I've had watching yeah. the film. I really love it, but I don't know if he's quite top five material. So what I'll go with my next nomination would be Clary Starling. Well, from, hello, Clary. Yes. From Silence of the Lambs, but specifically Silence of the Lambs, not say Hannibal or yeah. any other nonsense. Just that, that's a really good. The nice mm. guys, though, I think is a really good shout because they're, when I they're when I they're opposites, they're, they're absolutely brilliant together. Mm. And as soon as I'd finished watching it, I was like, "Oh, I hope there's going to be another one." I don't know whether I, for me that's a ten out of ten film. I absolutely love it, and I really disappointed it wasn't more of a. Smash hit. I think it's fucking great. I, I'm surprised it wasn't. I'm surprised it wasn't a smash hit. Have you seen it? Yeah, I have. Yeah, but all I can think about is doing more a Silence of Lamb impressions. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm thinking about the other guys with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Another one of my favourites. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Did you breastfeed her? <laughs> Tuppens the nipples, doesn't it? So Clarice, yeah, it's Silence of the Lambs. It, you know, Hannibal does kind of steal the show, but the interplay between... Yeah, she's really good in it, it, Jodie Foster. She won the, She won an Oscar, didn't she? She won I the think, Big Five. I would assume so, yeah. Um, absolutely incredible. It's a masterpiece. She's a great arguably, character. Arguably yeah, she, one she of the best films ever made. She should take acting full time. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> she is up and coming. Yeah, man. she is. Keeping up the theme of the female detectives, I've got Marge Gunderson from Fargo. Oh, fuck, I forgot about her. Frances McDormand, that was another Oscar-winning performance. She plays the pregnant... Heavily pregnant. Heavily pregnant, Minnesota nice, never letting the cruelty of the world get in the way of her happy home life. Fantastic accent. Brilliant. I'm constantly saying, okay then. (laughs) (laughs) So she's one in there. A couple maybe others wouldn't have. Has anybody seen The Secret in Their Eyes? It's an Argentinian film. It's Benjamin Esposito is he plays Ricardo Darren plays Benjamin Esposito, a federal agent this. who can't shake off the unfinished business of a case from the seventies. It's got an yes. amazing single well, shot like a it's a twelve minute sort of single take. I love I'm a real sucker I, for I, his one shotters. I think I've seen this film. It's he's trying to track this guy That's down awesome. in the middle of a football match. And it starts in the crowd, and then he's running around the stadium, and it ends up on the pitch. And it's jump, it's just brilliant. There's loads of amazing. Sounds like moves. I should revisit it. Yeah, I can't remember I've it seen, that well. What's it I called? Us the Secret in Argentinian eyes. film. Yeah, yeah, I remember it. It's yeah. Fantastic. Sky used to have a world cinema channel. I don't know if they still do because they've now put like Sky Batman or some shit like that. Well, 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 I'll be all over that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was a load of that. There was there was a, there was a stream of films. There's one film that's not specifically a detective. It's a German film that was The Others. <laughs> right. So he's a policeman that's listening in. Well, this this is the film that yeah. I'm talking about is the same as The Conversation. Oh, oh is that what it is? Yeah. Oh. yeah. So that's the Gene Hackman one. 
He they're doesn't play a piece. He's identical. a surveillance expert. He's, he's yeah, a surveillance so expert listening in. On, yeah. So he's listening into the East German. It's all about East Germany and all the espionage that used to go. It on is in the others. In, yeah. in um, the others. Well, that is, actually sounds like quite a neat take on it. To be fair, because setting it in a completely different setting, but, but having that same the, paranoia. Oh, well, the yeah. others is a yeah. true story. Right. The others is a, is a completely true story because it's based on a book that was written after the. Well, some books so, are also fiction. <laughs> Like the Bible. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> There's me. I was looking in, looking up Tintin. You're saying Tintin, is it? Tintin. Tintin. Scottish. It's Tintin. Where did we get you, Dan? You got another? I'm not sure. That I've got. I've got Miss Marple written down oh. here. Angela Lansbury. Okay. Wait, still kicking, kicking. Is that? Hang on. Is that a different? Well, it was murder she wrote. Murder Andrew Landry's murder she wrote, and Miss Marple was obviously Miss Marple. What you yeah, what you said baffled about me too. Are they, were they both Jessica Fletcher though? No, Miss Marple was really old bitch. Oh. <laughs> so there, there, is, there is there is there is two. <laughs> she was a bit of an um, annoying busybody. Yeah, I mean it was daytime she, TV detectives. Yeah, yeah. Like wasn't it? But curse. okay, but just just going that through that in my mind, I've got Columbo. Um, yeah, yeah. Just one I hated them at the time. Just one more thing. Yeah. No, I love Columbo. He was the highest paid TV I didn't actor get in, the, in the world. He was, yeah, he was like number one. Peter Falk was the man. Ooh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah the sorry end. The sorry end. He got really bad um, dementia and stuff, didn't he? Yeah, he did. It yeah. was really grim at the end. The, thing I, I, the problem I had with it when I was younger was that it broke the mold, so you knew who the murderer was from the get go. Yes, because you see the murderer. And I didn't happen, get, I couldn't get my head around. I'm like, what the fuck are we watching this for? We already know, you know. But you, you were kind of watching. I can watch it now because you know it's Columbo become, it's it become this sort of real cult sort yeah. of hero. Um, well, but there's something amazing watching this. His fainting, his ineptitude, talking about his wife all the time. Yeah, and be this shambolic, scruffy bastard, but he's actually That's a it. mile like ahead a of everybody else. And he, he would come out, and it was always as he would turn back, yeah. and it was a cliche thing, yeah. you know. He, he would walk out, and then he'd walk back. Just one more thing: yeah. the watch that you put on the side <laughs> there. What time did it read? When you, and he'd be like, "Oh, right. he fucking got him. Got you he's now. Done ya." I've asked the question you uh, didn't I've, want to be asked. I've got, I've got a TV detective that pulls it back. Um, quite a dark one, actually. Do you remember Cracker? With Robin yeah, 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 yeah. No, I remember the series of that. and he I was, never watched it. Oh, it's it? really, it's, it's quite yeah. dark. What's his face? The, um, the one who played Robert Carlyle is the real psycho one in it. Oh. That was the real famous episode. Yes, uh, it, was, it was really there dark. There were a few that That's two good actors was Cracker, yeah. it, was, it was BBC's... Four. It was a I'm joking. <laughs> I think it was ITV. Cracker was ITV. Cracker was ITV. Was it? Yeah. Good. But they did have some dark you story fucking moron. They Fuck did. me. <laughs> 20 years. He can't even remember t- what channel it was on 20 years ago. <laughs> Apologies, <laughs> listeners. Um, what was the other one that just came to you? Because you look like you had the an epiphany. The Icelandic one that's on... Oh, now, no. Well, there's no. the whole Scando scene. Yeah. So you had the killing... Which, no, no, but there was the killing, which one, was a great it? one. It's with, a BBC um, Four one, I think you're talking about. That yes, line. you know, with the big bloke. Yeah, he looks. He's got a similar sort of face <clears throat> to me. Bit of a gut, complete bumbling detective. Really ugly. Really <laughs> ugly. Yeah. Kind of looks like a small troll that lives under a bridge. <laughs> Who shot Mr. Burns? <laughs> that kind of. Uh... It was Shane Ritchie. <laughs> but there was this whole. Um, yeah, era of this really, really great, dark, horrible, grim coming out of Sweden and, and, and 
the one that the one that really took off for me when it when it became known was the killing which i think they did two or three series of and i remember that one was great because you had the reveal of the killer when he did his tracksuit never watched it have you not oh it's great she says something about sarah and one of the workmen does his he's wearing an olympic tracksuit top and he undoes it and it's sarajevo and he realizes it's sarah Um, but then after that you had the bridge and i don't know if you've ever watched that that for me nails it it's the fucking best tv series murder bridge the bridge there's three series they did a crap uk one yeah forget all that because they did that they did that with the killing as well they did an american version but the the series it was on bbc i don't know if it's still an iplayer but the bridge it's a danish Mm. swedish and the first one someone's murdered right on the in the middle of the bridge and so you have the detective from one from Denmark and one from Sweden, but the the lady I can't remember if she's Swedish or Danish. She has she's some sort of she's on a spectrum of something like Asperger's or something like that. So she just says like really inappropriate stuff. Yeah. So you get these kind of slight bits of, of um, levity in amongst this fucking grim and really grotesque murders. The stories are brilliant, and you get the it does really keep you guessing right until the end and all especially right, series two is fucking incredible it's like a 10 out of 10 all day long really the yeah. bridge yeah so i can't one, recommend that enough i'm, I'm the other one it was called Trapped. underline it okay. so it's a, the other one to definitely watch it's on prime it was on bbc it's called trapped it features a bumbling but honest cop bit of a cliche there but it's set in the stark bleak remote icelandic town where a murder takes place and all sorts of and the whole and it's like it's a bit like a, a murder mystery in that everybody gets developed and everybody has a reason for doing it and it works really well. He's got a completely fucked up life. Have you ever it's, been to Iceland? Yes, it's mad. It's we, um, so we the last time it's amazing. I, I want to go. Day, I desperately want to go. We, we used to go every we year. Go, for, uh, we go on a Sunday sometimes do the shopping. Yeah. You know? They do those. Um, <laughs> they do those. Um, it's it's the only shop that's open. And they, you can just get the microwave Turkey stuff. unicorns. <laughs> no, we yeah. used to go for a music festival, Iceland Airwaves. And then the thing, the fifth year, we decided we'd actually explore a bit more than just Reykjavik. Mm. So we hired a car. And you go out to these little villages and you think, fuck me, the existence is so remote. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's completely bleak. And it's you beautiful. Get, it's yeah, it's, it's so barren. It's beautiful. Is it easy to get away with murder there, Sidey? I would imagine so. Yeah. Oh, I would think so. Yeah, chuck it down the glacier. Yeah, easy. Should we go next week? Yeah, <laughs> you'd have to take your potential victim with you, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> <laughs> we'll all go, but you don't need a return, return ticket. ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not packing much? Can I make another nomination? Yeah, sure. Eddie Valiant from Who uh, Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, uh, good call. That is, is a movie Bob I Hoskins? like a lot. Wow. Yeah. Bob, Bob's no. deed, isn't it? Is he? Bob Hoskins? I don't know. He's been pretty old by now, would not he? I don't know. Well, if things... you're listening, Bob, and you're not dead, <laughs> <laughs> these things do pass me by a lot of the time. Fantastic film, yeah. especially the latest version, as we mentioned every week. Yeah. It's a perennial bad dad's favourite. Yeah. Um, Axel Foley, oh, Beverly Hills Cop. Axel Foley, Axel Foley, uh, with almost and we've we've had some strong. Isn't it music. making a comeback? Isn't they doing another one? I think oh. they are. But it's probably got the out of all the strong theme music that we've had, it's probably mm. the best. Harold Faltermeyer's co-opted by that fucking frog though. No, the best is fucking hell, yeah. The best is doing the neutral dance in the beginning when he's swinging in the lorry. He's got all the that. I remember hear that song. 
Uh, that's really good. It's got um, Judge Reinhold in it. As oh, well. he's brilliant. Such Judge a great Reinhold. Billy. Yeah. He plays Billy and he goes, we need to talk, Billy. And he opens a boot <laughs> and he's got like a complete arsenal in there of every gun. He's just going. got that perfect gormless sidekick yeah. look, yeah. isn't he? He pops a banana in the exhaust of that. And I always wonder, would that work? <laughs> well, there's only one way to find out. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's got the rudest scene that I think I watched on TV with my parents in the room when they go to the strip club and there's boobs. Boobs. Yeah, and it goes, you get that a lot in strip clubs. What? <laughs> I normally go and it's uh, pants down, trousers down. Let's go. <laughs> is, is it Martin? Is it Martin Short that yes. does it? Who just made me laugh so much? I thought he was so underused yeah. and underrated in in films of that kind of. He was of in era. Inner Space, which is what he was I in like, Inner like, Space. Tuck Pendleton machine. Tuck Pendleton. I just thought he was brilliant, Martin Short. Yeah, not in enough stuff. Jack Nicholson, Chinatown. Yeah, JJ Giddies. JJ Giddies, yeah. John Scotty Ferguson in Vertigo is another really a brilliant yeah, screenplay. So that's one of maybe my, um, Hitchcock's greatest that's one of my, movie. What do we call that? Confession Booth. Confession Booth ones, I haven't seen it yet. It's a really good one. He he gets the job to watch Kim Novak, who's having an affair with another man, or is he? Um, but yeah, it's, it's the love that he has. He sort of falls in love with her and it goes into this dark and twisted obsession. Yeah, it's really good. William Somerset from Seven. Yeah, I did a big it cliche. It. One week to retirement, but done. Yeah. You know, done big really cliche well. because of the friend of your people, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson film with Lethal Danny Weapon. Lethal Weapon. Because he, Danny he was Lover. always one week to retirement. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I had, I had Somerset shit. because he was, you know, he was the the mentor, if you like, of the this. Well, he was the one who did the actual detective yeah. work. So, so Brad Pitt was just. You he know. read a lot of Dante and sat in the library. Yeah, he was gets. showing in the ropes. This yeah. is how we do things. This is how you need to do things right. And at the end, he's trying to, you know, don't react, don't react, don't react, don't fucking do it. You're gonna, you're gonna. Ruin oh, it. you did it. And he did. <laughs> Al Pacino in Heat. Yeah, Vincent I just don't know if he was that good in it. Well, yeah, as I in the t- he was more messed up. Frank Bullitt, Steve McQueen. It's another Bullitt's good one. Shit though. It is car a bit chase. shit, but it's just a car chase, and he's very chase. cool in it, and it, he makes a polo neck look really good. Yeah, I just think that film's bollocks. Yeah, I, I can get you. And Sean Dignam, The Departed. Um, I don't really like that one either. You don't like The Departed? He's, Not really. You've, you've seen I just the watched original. The, the, what? Infernal Affairs. Infernal Affairs. No, I haven't. That's really good. Well, I need to go on that. That, one that the is, is one of those that I, I was on a bus in... I think Thailand or something, and it it came on, and it, you know they, how they have. If you've ever been to Thailand, they have these long distance buses, and they have one TV, mm. and they just put it on, mm. and you're watching it or you're looking out the window, and it had yeah, fuck English, the beautiful English countryside in. <laughs> but it goes through watch. the night, you know. You're, you're looking along, and it's a long movie actually. And I I yeah. remember just watching this, not knowing, reading the subtitles, mm-hmm. watching this thing. And just hooked, and it was just, and I've watched it, it good again one. since then. Infernal Affairs, well, it, it sparked the the remake for The Departed, yeah, which is one of our, you know, pet hates a remake. But I thought that was, it was a half decent remake, and, and he's brilliant in it, Mark Wahlberg. Just a couple of quotes: "How's your mother? Good. She's tired from fucking my father." <laughs> uh, and there's a great scene with him and DiCaprio. In the interview, families are always rising or failing in America, am I right? And he says to him, who said that? And Costigan, uh, DiCaprio says, Hawthorne. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg goes, <laughs> what's the matter, smartass? You don't know any fucking Shakespeare. It's so good. 
Uh, oh, and my last one, my absolute last one, the Baywatch Knights team from Baywatch Knights. Fair enough. They were they were hell of <laughs> good. Shout. Got a couple, straight in number couple one. That a bit off the wall. Uh, one just for nomination because I watched so many episodes is Patrick, whose name now escapes me, from The Mentalist on Channel Five. That Never went on a detective it. TV series that went on and on and on with just there were no there was no ending, uh, and the other one was not quite a detective but he was a cop and that's Stallone in Copland. Have you seen that? Yes, he's he's the sort of retiring police chief, isn't he? And he's, he's quite deaf in he's one deaf ear. in one ear. He's quite fat. Yeah, it's, he yeah, no, that's really good. The weight and he, he basically goes into mafia corruption. And... Is that Terence Malick? Oh. No, no, that. It's, it's worth, really good, Copland. It's worth, yeah. it's worth a rewatch because I haven't seen it for years. He's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. Stallone, absolutely fantastic. So Stallone, mm. Stallone plays like an unfortunate cop who's basically mm. bows down to the local mm. crime syndicate type people, the sort of easy club, life, and he, and he just yeah, let it pass. I can't see, and it. then eventually, he's and then pushed he loses into, the fucking yeah. plot. And he, That's a great show. Well, well, what about Johnny Utah? Point break. Oh, well done, Keanu no. Reeves. No, Damn, we all know about these knee injuries. Could have been. Put it down in Rose Bowl. Yeah. Um, you know that's. No one's mentioned Gary uh, Harry Callahan either. Yeah, oh, but it, it does was, become a bit of a cliche, yeah. a bit of a parody of himself, and the films get bad yeah. quite quick. Yeah. And also, Riggs, one for you. I know you'll particularly like this one's Mike Lowry from Bad Boys. Yeah, uh, Mike. What you gonna do? I'm like, I come with the thunder. With the for you. <laughs> yeah, you having that? No, didn't come on my list. I've got to say, what's the uh, film with Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd as policemen? Dragnet. Dragnet. Thank you. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah, Joe Friday. Yes, Joe. Pep Strebeck and Joe Friday. The Virgin Connie Swell. Da, yeah. Da, 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 da. He only just says Connie Swell. He's like, you didn't say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking great show. Yeah, I mean, detectives have been so well represented in movies, haven't they? There's been so many fantastic ones. Some of those We still have loads we haven't even mentioned. I could have just gone on and on and on. Cagney and Lacey. Taggart. Taggart. Yeah, what was that? Heart to heart. So we are going to have... Dempsey and Makepeace. Inspector Morse. Nearly time for work tomorrow. (laughs) So let's try and whittle it down. For me, out of all mine, I'm making a big push for Frank Drebin. Yes. Yeah. I'll, 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 well, we can't I'll have too many have, comedy ones, and I like I'll Ace Ventura and Inspector Cluso. Well, for I, me, Frank Devon would go in ahead of Ace Ventura. I need yeah, Jeremy probably. Brett in there for Sherlock. I think. Have I don't Sherlock think you can have a detective right? shortlist mm. without Sherlock Holmes. You, you not no, so you're I'm not just convinced. no, no, no. You, I am absolutely convinced. It's you're just, looking so Basil many... Rathbone, are you? Or, no, there's just so many good ones. Downey Jr. No. No. We never even mentioned Benedict Cumberbatch's version. Or Benedict, yeah. But you don't need to because you've mentioned Jeremy know, yeah. Brett. I feel like we're missing somebody on it. Like really Columbo's got to be in there, hasn't he? You reckon? Okay. Or, or, Bergerac. or Bergerac. We said Bergerac, didn't we? I think we've got to have a Jersey connection. Surely. Yeah, but Bergerac. Jim Bergerac. Yeah. At John Nettles. Yes. Maybe we could get him. We could interview him. Yeah. There but is. how many TV ones have we got? We've got... In? Yeah. Well, we've got Sherlock yeah. as the TV version. We've got Bergerac. Yeah. Columbo, you having? That, that's four then. This is tough. And we haven't got Clouseau, mm. but you don't want comedy ones. Well, I just think we should have some more variety. Variété. Yeah. Clarice? Well, I would got like Tintin. to have a, a female... Yeah. Elizabeth like Salander. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether she would. Well, I've not seen it. I've not seen it either. I've not seen it. 
She's not necessarily detective. Put Clarice in because I really admire her. It's a great performance. She stands up to Hannibal. And I could always do my impression again. Fly, fly, fly. Okay, so that gives us a four. It's a strong four. Very strong. This is one of my strongest top fives, I think. Yeah. Of Sherlock Holmes, specifically Jeremy Brett, Frank Drebin, Jim Bergerac, and Clary Sterling. Now, if you were... If they were on the same police force, they would be fucking... There'd be no crime, would there? Yeah. But (laughs) if you were mistakenly identified as a criminal, who would you want on the case? Chief Wiggum. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't didn't put him in. He's a good one. Drebin, all the way. Drebin would find you, though. uh, It'd be more annoying because of his buffoonery yeah. around catching But what a ride. It's a mistake yeah. you've made. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so Sherlock, Frank Drebin, Bergerac, Curry Starling. Uh, an appeal to our listeners to nominate a fifth. Think hard. This week, detective theme, we plumped for the 2017 remake of Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. Kenneth Branagh directing... Starring, didn't write it. Someone else wrote it. Yes. Lady I can't Sir. remember who it was. Um, what do we think? As a new take on an old story. So I've not read the book or seen the other film. Absolutely the same as me. It's one of those strange ones. It's so famous. Murder on the Orient Yeah, it's ubiquitous. Express. You think you would have... I've never seen it. Read the, the Albert Finney one are you talking about? Yeah. Any yeah. of them. Okay. You know, I've never read the book, Agatha Christie's book. and I, So I really didn't know how it was going to pan out, which kept me interested right to the end. He's such a strong character, Poirot. And there's been at least two really good portrayals of him in, in Albert Finney I, and David Suchet. David Suchet is the one I was... Yeah, that's the one I would instantly yeah. think of. Yeah. Mm. Apparently, Agatha Christie didn't like the Albert Finney version. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I think because of his moustache, genuinely. Well, can we just talk about the moustache for a minute? It because was half moustache, half beard. I couldn't work out what was going on. The moustache in this movie, Kenneth Branagh's moustache, was basically a supporting character and I think could have won an Oscar. It was amazing. Well, I think because David Suchet's one was so Pencil. distinctive that like that's... That's how I imagine they had to, to go a different way with it. Yeah. So I was, as someone who has a moustache, yeah. I was looking at it and he had moustache to there and then the rest of it was His beard. Like beard that comes around there. He's I've like never seen that before. Supporting, it's unbelievable. Supporting the, the way And then at one bit, someone went into his cabin yeah. and, and he's he had this, like, <laughs> this mask on over it. Yeah, it He had an good. eye mask above his head and a sort of moustache hammock yeah. for his moustache. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Right. yeah. Yeah, I felt genuinely the whole way through the film, I could not stop staring at his moustache. It really was. And that is like in the books, right? Because in the books, Agatha Christie describes the moustache as like entering the room before Poirot does. (laughs) And so, you know, in that sense, I suppose it it is uh, an actual supporting character. I I think with me with the the moustache, because David Suchet's was the one that I'd been most familiar with and grew up with and even then i didn't watch a lot of poirot to be honest mm. it wasn't there was something about it maybe the theme tune that foreigners me off or, or whatever it was do you um, hate the belgians don't you well the chocolate are fine eh? <laughs> <laughs> no i like the belgians ever since we knocked him out of the world cup you know david platt not, yeah david platt yeah. 1990 <laughs> it, it was so absolutely fine don't mind them 
But the moustache just kind of held your attention and, and drew. I'm glad something did in this film. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say why it's another rehash. It's lazy. Yeah, I was going to say there's two things that would generally get my back up about stuff that we do in here: live action kid stuff and pointless fucking remakes. I was trying to. Equate uh, the thing it. is, I don't know about the other ones specifically. So if I'd watched the other one and it was held to be this fucking classic, I'd be a little bit more grumpy about it. But this was something I could watch, having not seen anything else, and so I could still enjoy it. And when I did put it on. I remember this coming out and the bit of press about it and it being a Kenneth Banner thing, but I didn't really pick up on how fucking stellar the cast was going to be. The cast is out of this world. There's one tracking shot along the platform where they're going through yeah. the train and he walks past all of them and you're like, fucking hell, that is a roll call. So like- can we just talk about that shot a minute? Because yeah. I, I really like Kenneth Branagh yeah. and I and he Do directed you? this film. Yeah. And uh, sorry, I was going to pan him. Well, you, you pan away. That's fine. <laughs> I really love that shot because it does loads of things all at once. It establishes the geography of the train. Yeah. Uh, it's this cool one, you know, one shot take. So you know where everything is happening in relation to each other. And then each person, as they're introduced, gets some sort of defining character moment that you can pin your hat on. And so they're recognizable through the rest of the film is a really cleverly done sequence that much like the introduction of Poirot himself, which I felt was almost the strongest part of the film. The at the Western, they call it the Wailing Wall. That's actually not uh, a particularly nice term to say because it's where people go to pray for lost loved ones. So the Western Wall is a nicer way of saying it. And where he sort of solves this case and you're introduced to him in lots of different ways about his meticulousness, his fastidiousness, and uh, another one for Fran. Yeah, it's all about his... The balance. The balance, the, which of course comes steps into... steps in the shit. Yeah. He has to step in with both feet. He steps in with both feet, and it, that's kind of a metaphor for the end of the film yeah. as well. So, yeah, really, really great opening sequence. I really enjoyed that. Um, and and as you say about the, the cast, I didn't know anything yeah. about this film. Just found yeah. it, put it on, and you start to see all these A-list stars yeah. coming out of there. So you've got Johnny what, Depp. They must have a... Had a great time. You know, when you see, oh, he's on board, she's on board, yeah. he's on board. Yeah. It, it must just be like, oh, well, I'll do it as well, because this sounds like it's going to be a real good laugh, even if it's... Yeah, going into it, I didn't know who, who was going to get murdered. So I was wondering out of the lot of them, yeah. who, which one is going to die? And then it becomes painfully obvious, Yeah, because it's like, who shot Mr. Burns? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, who can make themselves the biggest cunt out of the whole lot? Yeah. And then he's going to die. So the cast, you've got you've got Johnny Depp, you've got Judy Dench, Olivia Coleman, Michelle Pfeiffer, Josh Gad... Who You've I got... can't deal with anymore because Don't I like just him. think of it. No, Olaf. like him, not just Olaf, but also uh, the Fool in Beauty and the Beast, the live-action remake. Yes, not seen it. Oh, seen it. Yeah. he's brilliant in it. Yeah, so I've got I a big problem with Beauty and the Beast, as I explained in an earlier podcast. Yeah. I think. Who else have you got? You've got what's his name, the Butler guy, the English guy. He's really good. Derek Jacoby. Derek Jacoby. You've um, got your mate William Defoe. That William you Defoe, fancy. my man crush. Yeah. It's what a just cast. amazing it's cast. crazy. I mean, you have yeah. one of those actors in a film, you'd be like, Daisy wow, Ridley. this is... Daisy Ridley. Ridley. Who I spent the whole film thinking was Kira Knightley until the very end. Uh, when she first appeared, I was like, oh, Kira Knightley's in it. That yeah, wasn't Kira like, Knightley. No, no, it's Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. <laughs> oh, <no. So> if, <laughs> I was convinced it was Kira Knightley. <laughs> As yeah. a little aside, Josh Gad kept following her around, filming her on his phone, trying to get spoilers for Star Wars. Brilliant. And there's loads of videos online of him doing that. Apparently they're quite funny, but I haven't gone and watched them yet. So as the, as the story progresses, we learn that... Well, we don't learn until he's dead, do we? I don't think, actually. Well, it, it, learn what? Well, <laughs> so Johnny, Johnny Depp, who plays someone who I can't remember his fake name. Cassetti. 
Cassetti, Cassetti is, is his the... uh, mob name. Yeah. He he has some notes, you, you know, threatening letters, you know, the classic cut out newspaper. That's newspaper, stuff. yeah. And he he asks Poirot to be his sort of bodyguard or watch it and you're thinking, well, what is he going to be? Yeah. So you know something's up. Again, another clever callback to the opening scene because the in the opening scene, it's the police officer hires Poirot to investigate and he's the guilty party and it's the same again because it turns out that Ratchet is not a very nice man at all. And without I mean without giving away too many spoilers for anybody that hasn't seen it or we just well, don't listen any off. further. Yeah, yeah. Say, <laughs> turn it off and watch it. Then come back. And to then it. come back because we can't really explain it without telling you what's happened. Yeah. It's it would ruin the movie as well because I did know I didn't. Did you know yes. the ending? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, so you guys knew the ending. Yeah. You didn't. I didn't know the ending. I didn't know the ending either. I also so, am pretty dumb, and I don't try and work out who's done it as you're going along. Yeah. It, it, I just I, let it. But but this one, I thought it was yeah kind of obvious. You okay? You did. Yeah. I think it was obvious. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. It, as it went on, yeah. you thought there's got to be more than one person in on it. You yeah. Know, there, there's got to be, but. The fact that the entire fucking train was on on it, then it was a, you know, it took me as, oh, you know, I can see that's a, a clever way to have got this done. And, and Poirot to be able to work it all out mm. with so many people against him, so many people putting their stories and everything together, I thought was just a really cleverly written detective story. So he gets the, he gets the threatening notes and a few ratchets yeah. yeah and then he is murdered at night yep and it's not until after that and there's a bit of an avalanche in there sort of thing that, that derails, derails the train which, which gives us time to, to solve the murder and it's not until after that that we learn that he worked for the mob or he was in the mob mm. and he had murdered a child he kidnapped he kid- yeah it's based on a real Charles Lindbergh. Lindbergh. Yeah, yeah. sounds fucking grim. Uh, so he had murdered a child. The mother had then had a fatal miscarriage and the father had killed himself. Yeah. And the housekeeper nurse, nurse had uh, been yeah. had been charged, on charges. killed herself. Yeah. And then found... Innocent. Proved innocent. Yeah, well, if we're going to go through all of this then, then Josh Gad's father, McQueen, was the guy who prosecuted her and it ruined his career. Yeah. Uh, so it turns out, as as Poirot speaks them all and interrogates them all, that everyone has a connection to this case. Yeah. At which point you start to figure out, well, everyone's had a go. I felt this film started really strongly with the uh, introduction of Poirot, the opening moments. Then I felt it kind of dipped really majorly in the middle where he had, does the one-on-one interviews with everyone because it, it becomes so much about plot and exposition. There's you're being told a lot about the characters, but you're not really seeing it. And yeah. that, that middle section, dr- not dragged, but I found it much less interesting than the beginning and the end of the movie. Yeah, it's not very dynamic. At the start, you're meeting everyone, you're getting to know what the story's about. Then it just does descend into a lot of one-on-one conversations with people, yeah. with not a lot of drama happening, in my opinion. Uh, I had a thing with the fact that I, I've remembered watching it as a kid... Some black and white, God knows what, again on ITV or whatever. And I think it suited a less glamorous approach. Now, my beef with this is Branner has connections and friends, and he's done what 
the, the, the only way I can equate this to is if you ever watch MasterChef, you get the knob who turns up with the world's best steak and a lobster. I'm making you surf and turf today. And there's no way he can fail, but he's not doing anything really special with it. He's got the best ingredients, but he's not doing anything yeah. other than just cooking yeah, it nicely. That's it. And Great I think story, Bran, yeah, a stellar cast. Bran has done this by numbers and got, that person's good. He's the best person I know in my phone book, blah, blah, blah. And then he's done the big sweeping shots and, and he's gone, because I've got a budget, I can do this. Whereas I think the film would have suited a more subtle, intense, claustrophobic approach. They're all on a train. Mm. Make it like, oh my God, there's nowhere to turn. Whereas all this grandeur and splendour, which looks well, But you're on amazing. the Orient Express though. Yeah, yeah but... It's not the real one though, it was the, it was the mini one, wasn't it? Yeah. But, but still, you've got an opportunity to do... You look how confined coherence was. Yeah. And that was... A group of people working mm. out what the hell's going on, various different things. That we've Almost in a single room. Yeah, in a single room, a single character. You know, this, the, the, but it worked, and you felt in there. Whereas, yeah, I, no, that's a good point. You, know, you never felt to, the yeah. confinement of the train. Yeah, you didn't. The claustrophobia. Yeah, the sense. claustrophobia. Absolutely. But what I did quite like is the way that you kept shooting them through the refracted glass, so that you knew, you know, there was always two or three images of the characters as they were talking. So. You, yeah. What was the rating of the film? Can you remember? Was it a PG, a 12 or a 15? I don't know. I didn't, it wasn't, I didn't uh, notice. There, was, there wasn't any scenes that particularly... You barely really saw the, the corpse. There was a, just an overhead yeah. shot where you saw it with multiple stab wounds. Yeah. Um, and there, there was that just a little bit of dialogue where he says, I think Pryor asked him, was it left-handed or right-handed? And he said there must have been, because they couldn't tell. Yeah, shallow. Or yeah, it looked like shallow. someone had used both hands or something like that, which again was a clue to what had happened. Um, but you didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't gory sort of murder. It was like. a Christmas film that was out. At no, the but it was creepy though. Yeah. Twelve, like you know, he's sl- he's drugged, uh, Ratchet, yeah. but he is awake. If you look, he is awake while it's happening. So he's it's, it's he's a there. creepy kind of story, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's a murder on a train. It, he fucking had it coming though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and obviously the motives in behind it all. But yeah, I I do take and the, Depp's the point there where. Yeah, have you you seen him when he's on? What's the the chat show on? All the celebs go on it. Jamie James Corden? No, over here, Graham Norton. He's on Graham Norton, and everyone's hanging off his every word, and he comes across as like a fucking drunk. Yeah, Yeah. I think he's he's quite a strange guy actually. But I think he like I don't know, maybe he just acts up to it or something like that. But apparently on this, he you know he he, there's a bit where he has to yell. He's quite rude to Derek Jacoby. And he went out of his way to like apologize, you know. He was running, he's like, I can't be rude to this guy, you know. He's like a real proper general. Or, so I think he probably is all right. Sometimes I think their image maybe gets mm. in the way and stuff like that. Yeah, because he, he, you know, in terms of Hollywood celebs, he's done a lot of. He always says he'll take the interesting character over a big paycheck every time. He has I made a lot of really cool. I films. think his career stands up to that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think he's done some some fantastic. He'll never top Tusk. No, you're right. Well, maybe Yoga Hoos is because in that as well. Was it Tonto? Actually, I quite like that movie. I've not seen it. Lone Ranger. It's good. No. I quite like it. No, I've not seen it. Yeah. It's all right. Do you know there were, actually was a murder on the Orient Express? Was there? Yeah. Before someone... or after the book slash film? The way after. Yeah. Was it of... 12 people? No. I've got the names here. Carl Strassel pushed Maria Farkasan out of the moving train. Right. Really on it then. Well. Should have been out. Yeah, maybe. It was technicality. (laughs) (laughs) And then in 1950s, Simon Carpe disappeared suspiciously, which inspired the From Russia With Love story. 
There's a whole lot of espionage around that one. Oh, I just immediately thought of the guy with the claw for a hand where he gets it stuck in yeah, the train compartment. Is that, no? That is James Bond, isn't it? Yeah, is that that one, though, from Russia with Love? That's yes. a Roger Moore one. Oh, actually, no, there's, Not there's, Moore, a cut, no, there's two. The Russia with Love one's got the guy from Jaws in it who he fights. Yeah. And he gets the sovereign belt. And he, he works out that he's evil because he orders uh, red wine with fish. It's something like that. That's how Bond well, that is. that is a crime, to be fair. Huh? Jaws? No, no, no. In the train and from Russia with Love, who's the main character in Jaws? Who's the who is the uh, Bruce ca- the Shark? Oh, Roy Schneider? No, no, no. no. Um, Quint, please, Quint. Yeah. So he's in Russia with Love, and yeah, that's the Sean Connery fight. But the one you're talking you're about, talking about Robert Shaw. Yes, Robert right. Shaw. Yeah. Thank you. Right. But the one you're talking about is the one with Jane Seymour with the. Voodoo. He's got a robot hand. He's got the robot hand. Yeah, the voodoo. voodoo. Yeah, yeah. One, you yeah. do. Where he loses his hand in the alligator. So basically, yeah. Bond. Bond. The Baron Samedy. Bond dodges yeah. him, and he gets his hand caught on the thing, and then yeah. disappears out the window. I feel is, like is we've made a digression. Is, is this giving <laughs> you any clue to how interesting mur- Murder on the Orient Express was? And also, for the record, <laughs> Timothy Dalton better than... Uh, what, one, one of the the things right at the end that, that kind of, I suppose, stayed with me most was the decision that Poirot had to make mm. and how he came to that decision because here he is facing the reality of having sold the crime, yeah. stood in front of 12 people that have done the crime. Laid out like Da Vinci's last yeah, it was last the, supper yeah, as yeah, well. It was, yeah. La- exactly, laid out all along this long table. He tells them, look, there's a gun. Either what you come to tell everybody what you've done or make it one more murder because I'm not going to stay silent. And but he says he won't lie for them, does doesn't well, he? He's good or evil, isn't he? He's not. He's not. Yeah, he ca- he can't basically just I pretend can. this didn't happen. Yeah, you know, I, I can't do that. And then this kind of amazing scene where she picks up the gun and instead of pointing at him, she points at herself and finds that the chamber isn't actually loaded. Yeah, and he goes off and kind of reflects, then doesn't he? Yeah, hmm. and says, "Well, you know." what is the greater crime what is the but well it's all about balance again right so it goes back to the stepping in shit at the beginning yes (laughs) that's the metaphor for the whole movie and he decides to put both feet both feet into the shit and he doesn't say anything he lets the he doesn't outright lie he lets the other guy well i think he does outright lie it's it's by omission isn't it you've got this kind of poirot scene where this detective who upholds the law beyond you know everything and right and wrong and everything yeah Yeah. suddenly has this really awkward decision to make more than awkward well i guess then he can balance the hideous nature of ratchet's crimes against with the justice of his but he is he isn't to be fair though he isn't in the position to make that call you know he would admit that that is up to the the mm. lawyers yeah. that is up to the the law and everything but he does take it on himself and he misleads the the police at the end station well, he never actually does mislead them it's it's by omission rather than lying so he if you, if you look at it he doesn't actually tell any falsehoods uh, yeah i don't know whether he, that would i don't think they, it's the, they, yeah i don't he, know that he, there's a massive difference he but, gives a, a, an idea doesn't he a, yeah. a possibility that somebody may have come on the train mm. And done it, and then jumped off the train, and they don't know, and they think, oh well, 
if Poirot has said that, yeah. then that's probably the way it's that good it's, it's, it's good yeah. enough for us. And it, it just interested me at the fact that, you know, they even at that time, Agatha Christie would have recognised that the law isn't always, you know, right, infallible, and and that's the way to go. Well, it becomes more and, a question of morality, than, and it becomes than more of a morality. And and I still think that's an important message. You know, whether whether the law would say it was right or wrong, when it comes down to you know, with that same information, what would you do? Yeah, would you defend that guy, even though law would be on his side? Yeah. Or would you then go for um, someone else together like Poirot did? Yeah. And then someone says to him, there's been a murder. Yeah. In, on, in uh, Egypt. Yeah. Which is murder, murder death, on the Nile. Death, on the, death Nile. on the Nile. Yeah. Which is currently in post-production. So that'll be along yeah. shortly. Well, let's hope he does a little bit better on, on that. Yeah, he can actually capture someone. The budget for this, fifty-five, <laughs> $55 million. Mainly on... Actors, yeah. please. Yeah, you the know, talent would have been most of that. I wonder if those actors basically just did it for uh, mates' Kenneth. rates. Yeah, probably they did, I would think. Well, I reckon they mates' rates maybe, but still not. Still a female here or there. Yeah. I thought Penelope Cruz was a bit relevant in this film. Yeah, I'd completely forgotten about her until you said most she of them, was the you said, nanny. Could have been anyway. She was the nanny. I forgot she was even in it for could, a minute. Could have given those all those roles to up-and-coming actors and things. Maybe kept a couple of them spotted in and out. You don't need, I don't think, in this day and age, 12 stellar actors in one film. I I think he was trying to ensure that nobody stole the scene. Like, you know, nobody stole the show. Well, I know by casting Ensure that everybody came to watch it. I think by casting big actors in every role, it made it difficult if you didn't already know what the ending was to, no, to pick it right, out because yeah. you're like well it can't be her she, that's Dame, Dame Judi Dench or it can't be her maybe that was his thinking yeah. we'll so the budget, Kenneth if you want to come in and tell us the budget for an expensive cast 55 yeah. million dollars do you reckon it made or yeah, lost made. I think it would have made money I reckon it lost I Christmas it film can't. Christmas film with loads of stars it's going to go yeah 353 million yeah. fuck's sake Kenneth I got it all wrong you're yeah right. I was really surprised <laughs> it made that I thought it might have made it yeah me well, I'm surprised it's made that much you've got so many actors that people will go just because of the formula. cast it's and then formula, they will go because though. there's it's Kenneth Branagh yeah. fans who will go just because it's Kenneth Branagh really and then right, so this, I, look, I, I was like Thor was shit uh, what was that other one he did? And so I looked up his director credits. He's fucking Cinderella. He's crap. Cinderella. He's seen as a safe director. He's he seen because of his take box office takings. Yeah, but I get yeah, what you're that, saying. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I don't like seven. particularly like any of his films. Um, some of the Shakespeare stuff, I'm sure, is wonderful, but film stuff. What not, films has he directed other than this? I know he did Cinderella. Cinderella. He did. I'm behind you all the way, seven. <laughs> <laughs> Friday Night Lights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so overall, I like him. To be fair, you know, I do like Kenneth Branagh, and I wanted to like this film more than I actually did. Well, it is your opportunity. Were you not entertained? I, I wouldn't say I wasn't entertained, but I did leave feeling a little disappointed. Howie, same as Dan. Yeah, Riggs. Dragged in the middle, but I enjoyed it. It was some good levity in it. It looked really good, and I really appreciated the the fact that they did a lot of like a lot of the scenes that you might think were digital were not actually because they built a scale model of the train and did all that. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was past you know good couple of solid hours. I won't think about it ever again. 
Yeah, same. Yeah, I watched it. I think it was a Friday night. Me and the missus sat down and watched this. It was fine. There's way better films you could watch, but, you know, it's something I hadn't seen before. It was fine. Solid six and a half out of ten. Six out of ten, yeah, but this, to be honest. As we mentioned in the intro, we were asked, like like the proper profession, to review a, a kid's slice of entertainment and we did actually have like a preview screening link yeah, with a password, password and it had the whole like property of Tricoast Entertainment Tricoast Entertainment imprint like this is the watermark yeah on. yeah big yeah. time yeah we had the what's that information we got it sent oh uh, an EPK you mean yeah. electronic press kit yeah that's yeah. it an electronic press kit tell you what, first of all thank you so much I, I guess for, yeah. for them doing that yeah, because cheers. that is a real honour for us to yeah yeah pop down a review, Cherry. Yeah. Proper review, anyway. So what we watched was there, it was a film called Next Door Spy, and it's a Danish creation, and it's based around a character called Agatha Christine. Yeah. So a, a child's gateway into murder. <laughs> <laughs> Although yeah. I don't recall anyone being brutally mowed down in this film. No. It was more... Sedate. More psychological horror. Yeah, it was it was child friendly for sure. <laughs> so we sat down to watch this as a family, and first thing I should know, we mentioned it a few seconds ago. When you're watching these these sort of screeners, whatever they're called, it has a big watermark across the screen. Yeah, how did um, your little one cope? With she that? didn't even notice it. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting. Of, I was expecting a load of um, what's that? Why is that on the screen? What does yeah. that mean? But she was so taken with the the feature that she never actually mentioned it at all which I was really surprised yeah about, same with actually. same with mine same with mine just did, didn't come into the picture at no. all mine didn't notice it because she actually didn't watch it as, <laughs> as I didn't watch it either I did watch like 20 minutes but I need to catch up with that so I'm going to be interested to see what you guys thought of it well you've been in recovery mode all week I've been yeah. in recovery yeah. mode a little bit so I, I've got some movies to, to catch up on but Going into this and and the excitement of getting a review and the actual idea of Agatha Christine and I I watched up about fifteen minutes of it. That's five minutes I less just... than a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the lies, Agatha yeah. Christine would be unraveling. I watched the, the opening title. <laughs> yeah, it might have been ten. But <laughs> either way, I thought it started really well, and I thought that the the idea and the potential of this was really, really good. I think the thing that struck me first was the animation style. Yeah, it's very... It, it's sort of a kind of Charlie and Lola-esque. Do you know what? That's seen it. That That's exactly yeah. what I was trying to put my finger on. I was trying to work out. I've seen this style before. I couldn't work it out because the the press pack said it was through Photoshop, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So that's layers upon, isn't it? Lots yeah, of layers. Yeah, so it's like so 60 quite, layers or something per yeah, character. Yeah, it's, it's very labour intensive on a For what ends up looking fairly lo-fi. Yes. But that was one of the things that I really liked. So oh, yeah, I, I enjoyed when, that. When we were invited to watch this, they I think they said a link to the trailer. <laughs> And that was the first thing that visually, you're like, okay, it's really different to all the Disney stuff that we have to watch, all the, well, not all, but a lot of the kids' stuff that we have to watch on CBeebies or whatever. Yeah. So I was really taken with the style, which was quite refreshing, actually. Yeah. And I, th- I did think the whole way through, I thought this was a really good looking movie. Yeah. Lots of care and attention paid to the, the art style. Mm. And I did like the way when it goes from the sort of real life of Agatha Christine to what's occurring essentially in her imagination. It goes it's into this noir kind of scene. noir, yeah. yeah, sepia-toned noir 
sort of almost black and white sort of Maltese Falcon type yeah, element yeah. to it. I really like those flights of fancy. Okay, question for you. Mm. What the fuck was going on with that lizard thing? No idea. My son loved it. That's I where I watched sure. up to. And then I'd... Okay, well, spoiler, Dan. Right. It gets it, weird. It gets really weird for, for, for reasons just, that are not I think at it all ended clear. up being a Komodo dragon or something. Yes. Yeah. There's yes. a talking lizard suddenly appears. And there's it not. seemed a kind of different animation to the rest, or was yeah, it just. slightly. He was more. His colours were different. He's yeah. got some sort of growth hormone imbalance because yeah. it gets massive really yeah. quickly. Right. And. Human size. And it talks. She, yeah. she, literally, so I turned it off when like she throws this lizard across the room because it started talking, which is probably somebody tell me five minutes in. It was a manifestation of her sort of because Agatha Christine's moving from a new city. Yeah. Something There's had no happened. Yeah, around. there was never. That was never explained. There's a sort of bitchy older sister, which I'll get onto. And it um, was like what was that mad Australian thing that you made us watch, Harry? Oh, around the twist. Yeah, where they're just relocating, yeah, and they, no you know, reason. what's happened to the other half? She's <laughs> killed him. Yeah. Yeah. So he was the, the the. I never got the name of it. The lizard. I'm trying to look now. But it became sort of a, a manifestation of her insecurities and fears about moving to a new place, about oh, not right, being okay. the world's greatest detective and all those sorts of stuff. So that's why it gets bigger all the way through. It and starts that, getting quite nasty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I sort of both enjoyed the lizard and also had massive what the fuck Yeah, I was confused it about well. it mostly. Because it, it sort of made the... It was shoehorned into the narrative. There's no other magical element at all. Yeah. And it is, felt is really it, incongruous. Yeah, it was. Is that kind of... I mean, how, how did your little one take it? Is that kind of for the adults to to say, oh, that you know, there's something know, deeper going yeah, on? We're maybe thinking it. If my, my son daughter was a bit older, maybe she would have asked a question, but she just accepted that you know, mm. in these things, like a lot, every Disney yes. has two sidekicks generally because they're toys, and so you kind of, I guess, she kind of expects and accepts that there's going to be a talking yeah. creature there. She doesn't question why it's not there at the end or why. It, it becomes quite an arsehole, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's quite yeah. vindictive to her. Yeah. Um, in fact, lots of the people in this movie are quite... Like, the conversation she had with the mother, she's quite... She wasn't like, very trusting, the mother. Yeah. I don't know whether something is lost in translation. Well, it, well maybe it's because of the whole Good police movie. Because yeah. the, the, I don't know if, where you've got up to, but the, the mother is a policewoman. Yeah. No. And no, so I she would generally pin people down and beat them and cover them in pepper spray and stuff like that. <laughs> and she brings that kind of attitude back to right. the home yeah. life. Upholding, upholding. What, what age is this the law? Pitch that. I, Not 41 year old. 42 year old men. Yeah, you're right. The mother. So with the story, you get a few bumps and things along the way where it's not quite going right for Agatha. Um, and straight away, the mum is, right, you've misbehaved. You know, you're getting locked in the house. You're not going out. You're not seeing that boy. Yeah. So I took that from it and I've taken that on board. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. And then she she's punished quite a lot. You know, all her stuff taken away from her yeah. and immediately put on babysitting duty. It's um, a kind of sort of parenting style or an approach to discipline that is not necessarily one that we practice in our house. It's quite draconian, I think. Where, where is this from? It's Denmark. 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 Yeah. I found that a little we'll bit surprising. We'll have to ask yeah. Norm, see if... Yeah, Norm's going to know. He's he, he got Danish connections, yeah. he might know. Did anybody hope that the lizard was going to eat the little boy? Or was that just me, <laughs> Kevin? Well, it seemed like he might go down that road because he yeah. was getting yeah. quite nasty. Yeah. Did um, you notice the magazine in the shop? only after you texted me yeah because i watched it after you texted me and i was like what was the name of the magazine in the shop so come come 
Yeah. And it wasn't on the top shelf either, which was a surprise, <laughs> but maybe they've got a more liberal attitude to where they keep their pornography. Yeah, could be. Also, <laughs> did anybody notice the very, like, harsh language at Well, there was a shit. There was a shit really said, early yeah. in. And I, I said that like, earlier. Yeah, so did you maybe I missed shit? that. There was one other <clears throat> swear word as well. I, I, again, I don't know whether... This is like a cultural, maybe in Denmark. Did it, did it come yeah, with an, a, an age rating again? This no, no, no. Well, maybe because it's the, probably a U, though. I would think. Yeah, I but mean, do you it's... think they've just done? See, we're noticing weird, quirky language stuff, weird cultural stuff. Do you think they've just done a like-for-like like translation and not really? They just run it through Google Translate, more or less. And they've said the first yeah. thing that comes through, and they haven't considered Poop. that <laughs> yeah. something yeah. comes across harsher. To another coach, no, possibly. Like, yeah, you, you know could be mean? right there. Yeah. There's it a was, bit lost. Uh, there is a bit lost. Maybe like, get, maybe before shit. it hits whatever's digital streaming platforms they put it out, and that that might change. Yeah. I don't know. But I remember looking at Mrs. Like, did I just hear that? Did yeah, I, shit? yeah, it was the same. The same. It sticks out like a sore thumb yeah. on kids' TV. I think it's, it sticks it's out like, like a shit in a cartoon. <laughs> is it? Is it <laughs> where? I can't remember exactly how it goes, but is he is he talking to the older sister and Agatha turns up and he yeah. says shit or something like that? Yeah, yeah. The Vincent. love interest Vincent. Yeah. yeah, his he had um, a way of flicking his hair that goes straight yeah. to your heart. He had Bieber fever. Yeah, he mm. did. He did. So she goes sets about the mystery, which is I like the fact that it's fairly small scale. Yeah, it's tiny. It's, it's, it's like like molecular. Really, really... He won't enter a skate competition. Yeah, and she doesn't. I would say she's not the world's greatest detective. <laughs> well, she's well. a stalker. Yeah. But she does have access to some fairly cool technology. Yeah. She, so there's like a bit drones of a, Yeah. And... So it becomes, she reminded me of Ryder at this point because she has all this tech. Yeah. So for, for me, because I, I haven't, you know, caught up with it yet, I'm, I'm getting this film noir cartoon, yet there's this adult kind of theme of a talking lizard who is basically her consciousness that's eating away at her, telling her that she's, she's rubbish. rubbish at stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and then there's... <laughs> it's just a truth speaker. And, and, <laughs> and then there's some, some techie part. What's the... So they move into this neighbourhood and there's a corner shop and she goes into the corner shop and the guy's got some problems with um, shoplifters. So she, she starts setting about giving him some alarms. It's the old guy with the beard. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. The gruff sort of dude from the corner shop that sells the cum magazine. And she <laughs> sets there's, there's porno shoplifters. Yeah, she sets about setting up an alarm system for him. Yeah, and then it, right. then she she starts to stalk Vincent with her drone, her network of drone cameras. Vincent being the the, the skater dude, the the floppy head yeah. Justin Bieber dude. So essentially, she just wants to know why why he won't enter the skating competition and where he keeps disappearing off to when he was should have been or would have been going skating. And she, he is forced to look after her, or she's forced to spend time with him. Yeah. But he ditches her to go do whatever it is, so she wants to know where he's going. And the whole mystery is that he, so spoiler for anyone who's going to watch this, he, it's just like Murder on the Orient Express, it's just like fucking the bomb when it drops, it just fucking goes off. He had a dog. They made him get rid of the dog, and the people that had the dog weren't nice to the dog, so he has taken the dog mm. And put the dog in a warehouse, and the dog has bitten him, and he has gangrene. Fuck! Yeah, is he all right? No, he dies. No, oh. no he's alive, and then um, <laughs> then uh, they become an item. <laughs> they become an item, and I think he fingered her on uh, a school trip to <laughs> got ideas from that magazine. That was in the outtakes. I think. 
love but I did view. enjoy the lo-fi nature of the, the not lo-fi, the smallness. Of there was the something that was missing from this. I have to say, from my point of view, as the adult watching it with my daughter, so my daughter really liked it. So what I would say is, if you were going to put this on, I think, or, I don't know, your kids like it, Reese? They decided not to watch it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I couldn't get them to so watch it. Harry's kids and my daughter really liked it. So it definitely it worked for them. When I was watching it, and this is might sound slightly weird, but I thought it was lacking a soundtrack. I found it really flat. The um, Well, I think the voice acting varied from like, because I thought Agatha Christine's voice acting was really good, as was the sister. But then some of the other voice acting was kind of, there was a lot of weird inflections and tones that didn't shopkeeper. quite fit. Yeah, the shopkeeper, for instance. I think this would have better suited, says the bloke with no industry experience, um, <laughs> a TV show, not a film. I thought it was too long. But I think. Tell you what, I was surprised I they, when it was an yeah, hour and 20 minutes I long. Think it would have suited being broken up into 15 minute chunks, 20 minute chunks. That yeah, you're probably right, do. actually. And then it would have linked on to the next bit of the story, mm. the next bit of the story. And I think it would have worked quite well. Then you wouldn't have noticed so much the soundtrack problems. Maybe because it's, it's condescending, if it's still experimental in that it's still in the drafting point where they're nearly at final production, we've just seen a I think it's ready to go. No, it's they, ready, it, it is ready yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going on to streaming services on 16th of June. Oh, right. Oh. Because I was going to think maybe they would add a soundtrack today. to it. Today, yeah. <laughs> they would add a soundtrack to it. Because they're just maybe. It's to do with maybe just listen to, you know, your headphones when you're watching <laughs> or something. I'll get, get my kids to play the piano in the background. Well, I, I'm still really looking forward to to watching this actually, and and I would say it. yeah, yeah. Really kids kids liked it. Kids it's liked not it. something okay. I could put it like this: it's not something like your Toy Story, mm. multifaceted, where parents yeah. are going to get you know the the nuances out of it that the kids aren't. This is really more of out and out kids thing. But um, I wonder that that's what was interesting about the lizard. I wonder if that's what the attempt was. It this, seemed like they were going for something like that. Yeah, I don't know if it necessarily worked or. It works. That it was so incongruous with the rest of the story. It did feel a bit out of place. Mm. I saw what they were going for, but do you know? What I reckon they're trying to imitate, in a sense, something quirky like Studio Ghibli's type stuff, where you get the weird magic creature from bloody nowhere that only that one child can see, like Totoro or something like that. And they thought, ah, oh, the girl, you know, that that's the kind of relationship they're trying mm. to think of. I was thinking about this. Was we saw in the pack that it took was it a year and a half to make? Now, what's the longevity of something like that? That is quite small scale. But, you know, our streaming services wanting stuff that they can go. That was a success. Can you just give us another one in three months, please? Because this might not be something well, we can pick up. Like I think that. I don't, I don't know. We didn't have anime, any informa- information on how much mm. the budget was for this. Mm. Uh, the director and the writer was a lady called Carla von Bengsten. Uh, you quite liked Carla. Yeah, she seemed quite easy on the eye. Yeah, but like you say, if something's successful like that, the next time they'll say, "Yeah, we really like that. It's done really well." And they'll chuck a load more money at it. Yeah. So you'll get a team of people yeah. that can do that Building, work in, in X yeah. amount of time. Sure, you know. This, it won this... a number of awards, didn't it? Did it? Uh, yeah, a European Film Festival. I really should have written that down because <laughs> it was in the EPK. Yeah, I'm glad. I mean, like I say, my daughter really liked it. So I would, I would happily recommend this to anyone who had young children who wanted to watch this sort of thing. Well, for for me, it was. I enjoy these detective kind of things. And I think having a a child detective, Agatha Christine, you know, it went into that film noir Do you think thing. they were trying to make her sound like Agatha Christie? Just I never thought of that. Hey, you, you might be onto something. I could be a detective myself. But this, 
this kind of film noir bit. And as I say, the, the opening seven or eight minutes that I watched was pretty interesting and it, it gave me the appetite for, for more. So yeah, I'm I was really hungry as well. It, I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, She's no Nicolas Cage. I mean, I would just watch National Treasure with my kids and they thought that was the best detective thing they've seen in I, years. I like that as well. They loved it. I was shocked. <laughs> Which one would you like to watch? Would you like to watch this again? Or Nicolas Cage? Nicolas Cage. It's beautiful. Huh. I'm always a sucker for... A kids Octopus. thing that a kids thing <laughs> that has a female protagonist and also one in a possibly not traditional gender role because you just want your kids to know that there are options. That if you want to be a detective, go and be a fucking detective. You know, I mean, both my kids want to be unicorns, and they're not going to be that when they grow up. I don't think so. Well, not, not with that, that attitude. attitude. <laughs> <laughs> um, following their dad's footsteps. Yeah. So that that aspect of it, I enjoyed. Yeah. We watched it early evening after dinner. Daughter loved it. I felt a little bit flat, but not aimed for me, presumably. So, overall, were you not entertained, Riggs? I personally wasn't particularly entertained, although there were things that I enjoyed about it. Okay. Harry? I thought it was all right. My kids liked it. They really did like it. They thought it was... a Magnus's exact words were, oh, it was a bit weird at the start, but I really liked it, especially with the dragon. Yeah. So, that worked for him. Dan, what you've seen so far? Dan, the two and a half minutes that you... It really piqued my interest, the 30 seconds or so that I've seen, and I will watch this and I will feed back exactly what I felt. Yeah, it was a hit with my daughter. She really enjoyed it. I was left wanting a little bit, but I would certainly recommend it for something to watch for your kids who are, for reference, my daughter is, let's say, seven. Yeah. Perfect for that. My daughter and I, Nelly, who's eight years old, we just watched Spy Next Door, Agatha Christine. What did you think of it, Nell? It was probably the best movie or video clip or whatever I've ever seen. Really? And what did you love so much about it? Well, I just loved how it started and it ended, and I loved mainly that she was a detective and it gave me ideas what I want to do when I'm older. Oh, because I actually really enjoyed it as well. And what I enjoyed was the, the fact that it was such a strong little girl character and I really liked the animation, the cartoons. What did you think about that? I liked the animation and the cartoons. It was if I wouldn't be able to put something like that together. So I and I just love the movie. Oh, excellent. And what did you think about the lizard in it? It was kind of really funny, but at the end it kind of showed you there was a crocodile because of the van. It said a crocodile sign on it. So, and they put it in it. So I thought it might be a crocodile. And it's a really kind of like, like emotions story, like a fairy tale story because animals can't really talk so they put something into their mind the person who made the movie and that's how they probably did it i think you're probably right i think that was just part of her imagination and the lizard was just talking to her and all the kind of thoughts that sometimes goes into your head that sometimes aren't that positive and it came across as a lizard so 
Were you entertained, Nelly? Yeah, and I also thought that the crocodile, uh, well, crocodile lizard thing, it was it, since like AC girl. I don't think the crocodile could actually like tell her what to do. It's kind of like because it's her pet practically, and like my cat just can't tell me what to do. <laughs> and what did you think of Vincent before? Did well, he, he was nice annoying boy. most of the time, but they ended up being friends at the end. It's really nice. Let me ask you something. How did you think it was? Well, actually, I was very pleasantly surprised. It was like an adult cartoon for kids. There was there was one word in it that made you turn around and look at me, mm-hmm. wasn't there? <laughs> What did you think of that? It was quite a shock, wasn't it? Yeah. It was at the start when they were walking down the street. And AC was walking down the street looking for Vincent. Or, well, searching for Vincent. But I I thought, actually, it was approached in a really clever way. And when it went to black and white, it was like a a film noir. It was like a dream, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And I thought that worked really well. And so if they did another Agatha Christine story, would you watch it? Yes, definitely. Okay, I think we were both entertained. Okay, that was uh, a pretty epic chit-chat, I thought. Yep. Um, All the more epic because we... We had to do half of it again. We recorded... Nothing. Some, yeah, we recorded nothing for the first <laughs> You'll half. You'll have an to hour. trust us that the first twenty minutes that oh. we did was absolute, probably the best yeah. podcast ever been. I, I pissed myself. Yeah. Uh, but, was uh, anything? That, that was that related before, to? Yeah. Yeah. I just had a quick look over in the couch you were sat on. <laughs> <laughs> it, it happens a lot in this room, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Not the first time. <laughs> been burnt before here. <laughs> uh, we're just out of practice at pressing record on the uh, on the yeah. thing on the coral. So yeah, if you're listening and you think we're funny, or if you think we're shit, please feel free to leave a review because we've had all sorts. Follow us on Twitter. Come and chat with us on Discord. And uh, Riggs, what are we going to watch next week? Well, we're definitely going to watch the kids' choice. Is going to be Winks, which I feel like is going to be a new low for the podcast. <laughs> Do your kids watch this? My eldest, absolutely. What channel is, like, is it's on that, Netflix. Don't worry, you're Netflix. not having to pay for this. I oh, know. I'm just um, send us the episode. I'll send you the episode. Yeah, I'll get um, a okay. suggestion from I'll my eldest. Brace myself for that. Um, between the films, I'm torn between The Babadook and oh, and Triangle. I don't want to watch it, but I want Dan to have to watch it. Or the what? The Triangle. Because I'm just saying the. Oh, or. I thought yeah, we did decide on the Triangle, didn't we? On the Discord. Yeah, well, I know, but I do What's, want what, Dan what is, to watch what, the what is the, the the Triangle? It's just called Triangle. To know anything about it is to really, really ruin it. It would be... um, Is it about the Bermuda Triangle? No. (laughs) Furry? No. Is it about... Go um, on then. Make a decision on the spot. Do it now. I would go Triangle. I'll go Triangle. But uh, you're going to go... Because it sounds scary. Which one? I don't know anything about it. But You had a glint in your eye. I don't want to watch it either. Because it's a horror, isn't it? The problem with the Babadook is that my wife probably won't want to watch it because it's it is quite yeah, scary. Think of your wife. <sighs> All right, I'll go for Triangle, but I'm going to pick the Babadook next. 
<laughs> I might say triangle. At least give me a little more time. But is triangle still quite scary? Oh fuck yeah! You'll shit yourself. Oh, fuck. I just, is it you available on? I believe it's on Amazon Prime at the moment. Amazon Primark. Yeah. It, what is a Prime offering? Yes. All right. Cool. Good. I might get. Uh, don't and trust me when I say seriously. Don't Google it or. I'm going to watch this straight away now tonight. I just want to get it, get out, it out over way. and done um, with. I've I've had a couple of beers, so I'm feeling brave, and I'm going to go for it. Well, you mu- it's one that you possibly could also do with your mental faculties with as well. Right, so, just- and do we have a top five? Yes, but I don't know what it is yet. So no, no. When you say <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, that's enough of all that. Sidey signing out. Riggs out. Dan out. Hello. Wow, wow, wow.